Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And it's the 27th of February, 2024. Are you going to be celebrating? Is there is there a is there must be some kind of I don't know some kind of celebration that is usual and customary for leap year? Is there is something? There'd probably be some pagan thing up in the hills at the top of Mount Tamil Pius where they kill a goat. Oh, I, I have no idea. And then drink his blood. Yeah. And pray for this day to live on forever. I don't know. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking about uh, uh, of killing goats and uh, all sorts of sacrificial items, you know, it, I learned something this week. It pays to follow Pelosi, no matter where she may lead you, because her stock picking is. Yeah, well, that's all insider trading because, yeah, I would say Nancy's a great who to follow. Yep. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, what went on this week. But that's always. I think I followed Pelosi. That was me. Oh, it was you? Yeah. Sorry. No. Yep. What? Mm-hmm. Let me go look. Go look. Unless there was two items. Oh, you're talking about Palo Alto Networks. That's me. Really? That's you? Yeah. That is you. Hmm. Well, great job. Thank you. <laughs> Palo Alto Just Networks. Just following Nancy. Just following Nancy. It's only a... It was only a, a 14% increase in a, in a couple of days. We'll talk about that. Wow. Amazing. So what else do we got to talk about? Hang on. I got to adjust something here. Okay. Uh, landing on the moon and falling over. In Japan, something yeah, like whoops. Not quite kosher. Yeah, whoopsie-daisy. This too, this may, you know, wonder if the Japanese lunar device maybe nudged itself over and pushed the other one over. Isn't there two on the moon right now? Yeah, but I don't think they're within 100 miles of each other. The thing is, it's like they make toys. I've talked about this on the No Agenda show. They make toys that have that can push themselves upright, you know, with the different arms, yeah. the, the, kind of, the little cars that drive around and they flip over, they flip back over. So why couldn't they develop a lunar lander that can do the same thing if it was possible to fall over, which it did. Yeah, give it, give the project to the guys from Junkyard Wars. Yeah, right. Right? Or kids in those, those competitions for robots where the robots attack each other and they're always flipping them over. You'd expect they would have had that unless they had to make it so streamlined. And the thing doesn't look very big either. Looks like a... It's pretty big. They showed a... Uh, they had one of the... I think it was 60 Minutes or one of the shows... Uh, had the the proto or the, they had it before it was shipped shipped to the moon. It was pretty big, bigger than a fifty gallon drum. It wasn't what? It looked like the size of a fifty gallon drum. I think it was bigger. Hmm. Amazing. But Got up there. still, yeah, pretty amazing. We have a new see through laptop screen, which is still baffling. Uh, markets wise, tech on fire. Bulls are overjoyed. You know, it's uh, one thing after the other, another reason after another. Why? Let's buy something. Let's find something to you know, get back in. Yeah, get everybody in the pool. 
But on the other hand, what's happening is, while we're seeing this in retail hedge funds, the institutional, the quote-unquote smart money, you know, that's what they say, right? The smart money is making big, very big moves. So the smart money uh, is actually surprising. It's, it's, I would venture to say quite uh, the opposite of what we see with the, I guess, the retail bunch, which is often the case. You know, the, the hedge funds lead the, lead the charge a lot of times. Although the last few years, that's actually not been true. The last few years with the Reddit Patrol, Wall Street bets, those guys, they, they kind of, they, they, had, they handed the, uh, quite an embarrassing couple of years to the hedge fund group. Especially with that GameStop, AMC. Oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, maybe this is the year of the pharma. We're going to talk about it to the moon again, but this one is crypto style, and valuation is getting a little frothy. Is it frothy? Frothy. One, one of the other things you hear that, you know, is getting a little bit to the tipping point, and valuations are getting quite frothy. That's, you know, when people are starting to get nervous. So uh, maybe it's, uh, th th there's a lot of things. We're also starting to hear about these bubbles. So you got bubbles, froth, and kind of this frothalicious bubble tea thing going on. Mm. So there's some concern, especially at Apollo, regarding the bubble in the S&P 500. They, um, they said the top 10 companies in the S&P 500 today are more overvalued than the top 10 companies were during the tech bubble in the mid-1990s. Now, I want to I I go through this. I don't know if this is a scare factor or ta target uh, or, or something else going on here because I want to think through this for a second. This is the kind of thing that you need to stop for a moment and, and, and dissect. So they said top 10 companies in the S&P today are more overvalued than the top 10 companies were during the tech bubble. Now, just thinking about this. Do you think that the makeup of the S&P 500 today, the top 10 companies, are similar to those that made up the S&P 500 in 1999, 1998? Well, that's, you're obviously asking a question that you have the answer to. Yeah, you know the answer. Yeah, the answer is no. No. But meanwhile, they feel compelled to throw this out there saying that during the tech bubble which did not necessarily have all tech in the top 10 spots of the S&P 500. As a matter no, of fact. No, I remember this. Everyone was in Cisco. Yeah, Cisco. That's tech, but yeah. But they're Cisco. also in GE. Everybody was Cisco. They're also in GE. That, yeah. well, not, not in GE. That was part of the 10 companies. I think Exxon was also. Well, I don't remember that, but it could be. So now the question is, is this a viable comparison? I don't know. There's a link there. If you click that there. Yeah, it's, it's no, it's not. It's not a viable comparison, right? No. No, it's bull crap. So the current AI bubble is bigger than the 1990s tech bubble. So they go back to let's say 2000. 2000, the top uh 10 PE was like 25. Now it's uh, this is a 12-month forward of the top 10, uh, going on about 30. Same as it was in 2020, by the way. Now, that's interesting. So here's the date range, right? We have we have five-year differentials here. Is that what it is? 1990, 95, 2000, 
Yeah. So in there, what you have is two major points, 2000 and 2020. Both very bad years for the markets. They put them in there, again, I think as a way of making, trying to make people nervous. Oh, look at what we're comparing. The year 2000 went, didn't, what happened in 2000? Oh, terrible crash. To 2020, oh, hey, wait a minute. What happened in 2020? Oh, yeah, a terrible crash. You follow my logic here? Yeah, that's they're trying to uh, convince people it's going to be a terrible crash. Yep. It's Apollo management. I wouldn't expected that from them. Well, I think they're wrong. Yeah, and even if they are right, I think it, it's the research is done incorrectly, in, inappropriately. Yeah, I am. I'm. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Now we talk about the smart money is pulling out of a few things. Hedge funds have piled into tech stocks in the weeks before the Nvidia earnings. Well, now they're cashing out and selling at the fastest pace in seven months. So when does that take us back to? So that would take us back to. Uh, June? July. Yes. Yeah, June. Or July. January. Yeah. July. I would say July. Summer. Yep. When there was a bit of a corrective action in the markets at that point. Professional managers offloaded their positions for four straight sessions last week. Oh, four straight days, including Thursday, the day after NVIDIA posted results, according to the data from Goldman Sachs. The uh, intensifying of the selling ranks in the 97, uh, 97, uh, 97th percentile. The data suggests that traders are booking profits duh, on their tech wagers after a six-week buying streak and putting that extra cash into less volatile stocks. This is kind of interesting. So this link shows where they're buying and selling, right? So you can see that, uh, and, and, and what we're looking at is um, five days and 20-day flows here. And these charts, these tables are available over on DH Unplugged episode, what is it, 692. So you can see the show notes there. Um, but notice here that we see that Infotech is selling on a five-day net flow, but still positive on a 20. The one that really caught my eye was one, two, three, four, one, two, four in. See the fourth fourth bars? Yeah. There we see five-day net flows and 20-day net flows in the uh, two standard deviations above normal. That was in real estate. Oh. That's pretty surprised with that one. And then you have, um, after that, utilities. Now, what do those two things have in common? They both- Real estate and utilities? Yeah. What? Interest rate sensitive. So interest rates go up, hurt both of those because they're fixed interest rates, right? You know, you get a certain yield on, when you buy a real estate product, a REIT or some other kind of real estate investment, you're usually looking for partial yield. Yeah, I, I, and utilities are one of those investments for yield. Yeah, so those things, they're buying all of a sudden with the idea thinking that I suppose interest rates are going down from here. That could be the only thing that makes sense to me. Although, I don't know why they're also selling tech and healthcare. But it's still generally, it looks to me, it's generally, uh, it's generally buying still going on, right? 
This is actually a screw an interesting chart. People should definitely look at this. It's not a chart I've, I'm familiar with look, uh, the interpreting correctly. Basically, it's, it, right. if it's above the zero, they're buying. If it's below the zero, no, I understand selling. the mechanism. I just don't. Uh, it's just kind of a. Uh, it, it doesn't mean anything to me off mm. right away. But then you, you bring out the information like the utilities and the real estate going up. Also, uh, what materials went up. Uh, and and I think what people should really look at is how the, this left side shows the standard deviation to see if they can figure it out themselves. Go over to dhunplug.com. And while you're there, by the way, there's something else they should do there. I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. Yes. They should help out the show, help out uh, the cause, be a part of the revolution. That's good. You like that? Be a part of the, the revolution. podcasting revolution? Yeah, the investing education podcasting revolution. Support your local podcaster. By, uh, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> there you go. By putting a little bit of uh, the, 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 um, the growth that you've had, the help that we've given, a little bit of a thank you, a little bit of a, of a tit for tat, so to speak. And uh, go over to DH Unplug. There's a donate button on there. And please give. If you haven't given so far, well, it's, I don't know, you've been listening to the show five years. And you know who you are. You listen to the show five years. You get all this great information. You go to parties and you talk about all this stuff. You're like, hey, have you seen the cumulative new U.S. net trading flow volumes this week from the prime book? For right, Goldman stuff Sachs? like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm reminded of, of Curry, uh, who listens to the show, mm -hmm. Adam Curry. And he says to me in the last show, he says, he condemned me for shorting NVIDIA. No. He says, and he says, out of the blue, he says, you know better than to short into earnings. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is classic, you know, a cocktail party talk. Yep. Shorting, <laughs> Shorting into earnings. Yep. yep. I was taken aback. Yep. He knows what he's talking about. That's, uh, by the way, that's, that's uh, No Agenda with Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak on uh, Thursdays. And Sundays at 3 p.m. Is it 3 p.m. in the afternoon still, right? Or is it 2 p.m. It's, uh, it's uh, 11. No, it's 2 o'clock Eastern. 2 o'clock Eastern. You switched it some time ago. I forgot. No, it was yeah, it was 2 o'clock Eastern. It's 11 o'clock Pacific. Uh, 11, 12, 11, 12, 1, 2. Yeah, it should be. Am I wrong? No, it's 3 o'clock. You're right. No, no, two o'clock. Two o'clock. It's 2 o'clock. Yeah, you're talking yourself hours. into a tizzy. <laughs> you're, talking, you're arguing with yourself. Uh, yes, and I'm doing a pretty good job of it. <laughs> Let's talk about Almost Nancy won. Pelosi. You, I'm sure you guys talk about Nancy Pelosi. Jobs, Rarely. jobs, 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 right? To. Well, we use her, 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 yeah, that jobs, 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 jobs thing that she said was way back in, uh, God, that was in, during the Obama administration when they were trying to promote cap and trade. That's used a uh, great jingle. But when it comes to Nancy Pelosi, let's just set the stage here, John. Tell people what really interesting thing that people that are in Congress and Senate, you know, government officials can do that the rest of us can't. They can uh, trade stocks on what amounts to inside information. So they're doing legislation. And this is the, I, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but they do have to record all these things, but the, but they won't, they refuse to put the records of their tr trading online. 
you can find it by going to Congress and then going into a skiff or something they have underneath the building that you can look and see what everybody's holdings are. But uh, they can be working on a piece of legislation and they'll have a legislative analyst look at the legislation and they can say, you know, this legislation is going to adversely affect the following companies yeah, yeah. or or this legislation is going to really get, be a boost to some companies. It might not be a bad idea for you to invest in them, which would be illegal under almost all circumstances, but not if you're in Congress. Right. And so they, that's why Congress people go into Congress uh, worth, uh, you know, a half a million dollars, let's say, and they come out after even a few years worth tens of millions because they can do this and people have bitched about it and they've tried to stop it. And they right, have, but who makes the rules? Yeah. Congress. <laughs> so they, they have yet to stop this practice, but if you can find out what they're up to, you can do what I do with insider trading. It's very similar. You just follow the leader. Well, seeming on uh, Monday, Palo Alto network shares were higher by 9%. This is after a 27% slump a few days ago because it was reported that Re Representative Nancy Pelosi reported on Friday afternoon the purchase of 70 call options, purchase made on 212 and 221. When oh, she's not fooling around. I didn't know it was calls. So that's funny. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing it like, I forgot what they do. They do like next year, but they're the 212s are way underwater. Who cares? But they still trade up. It's a million dollars worth of options. Million. She bought a million dollars worth of calls? I think it was 895 or something like that that I calculated. Well, that's some good good cash, especially for calls. Which Are you will be kidding me? Multipliers. That's yeah. a, that's a win or lose deal. That's not like us down a few percent. That's a win or lose deal. Now, one of them is very much underwater, but this is also days after they there was an announcement and a special meeting about a very credible cyber attack and some other kind of um, cyber concern by the government. She goes out and buys a cybersecurity firm. You wonder if this firm is going to get a deal. Anybody? 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. It was up again today. It was up like $12 today. It was like 270 last week. I think it went down maybe a little bit lower than that. And it's like 313 today. So that's what? 30, 43 points. Yeah. Hey, that's what. Actually, I have it right here. It's, it, it finished at 315. I'm a liar. You picked it up at 275 for the game. Yeah. I mean, that, that, it's a company that, that got pl just plugged after the earnings came in short. We had earnings on Zoom that came out tonight. Actually, a few different earnings. Uh, Zoom shares rose as much as 13%. This was last night. Uh, an extended trading on Monday after the video chat software vendor announced fiscal first, fourth quarter results that topped analyst expectations. Earnings per share was $1.22. Expected $1.15. Revenue buck fifteen. Versus 1.13. One of the things that, that they're touting is this team's conversion so that places that want to leave the Microsoft ecosystem uh, teams can actually have chat and, uh, and um, meeting capabilities with Zoom. So I think that's that probably a uh, better solution than being completely. Uh, 
held hostage by Microsoft. It is, but from a compliance standpoint where everything, you know, if you need to get your team's discussions, the internal discussions locked down for compliance for whatever reason, or uh, maintained from a, from a standpoint of, of a document um, uh, and, and filing requirements, maybe due to, uh, you know, either compliance or some other retention management issues. I mean, team's pretty good. You know, it goes right into the whole SharePoint. Uh, very easy to work with, but I get it. Plus, it's purple. I like the color. <laughs> Stock was up about 13%. Disney, on the other hand, is getting a, a different situation going on there. Uh, Blackwell's Capital, which is a shareholder in Disney, is calling for the company to come up with an artificial intelligence strategy. Because obviously they didn't really, you know, talk about that a lot and haven't been talking about that, which seems to me that that would be a good place. I mean, especially their animation to come up with some kind of an AI strategy saying that this could lift the U.S. media and entertainment companies conglomerate stock price as much as hold on to your seat. One hundred and twenty nine percent. So do we discard anything they say? Seems a little absurd, doesn't it? Seems so. Develop an artificial intelligence strategy and your stock will go up more than 100%. So all you have to do is come up with a strategy. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah. You just have to, it's like AMD did this. Right. We have an idea that's something that may happen in the future. And we think yeah. it could. We, we got some ideas. Let's, yeah. let's, let's roll them out. <laughs> we'll have the ideas. Oh, that's funny. Got so many ideas. How many things have you uh, executed on? Well, out of the hundred, we've done two. Or none. Yeah, it's possible. Also, now that that story we talked about about the uh, lunar landing company called Intuitive Machines, it was up like crazy, like just like the rocket. As a matter of fact, its stock price is pretty much reflecting and mirroring exactly what's happening with this particular moonshot. Went vertical of 30, 40, 50%. And as soon as that little guy rolled over, so did the stock. <laughs> of course. Just totally rolled over. I wonder where that is. Let's look that up for a second. Intuitive machines. What is the symbol? Uh, the symbol, it was actually up today. Uh, it is... What is a symbol? Huh. Uh, L-U-N-R, I believe. Lunar. Yeah, L-U-N-R. That's a cute name. Year to date, stock is up 184%. Huh. Started moving in January from two to, it was as high as 11, and now it's back to 670. The one month is up 119%. Five day is down 47%. So there's there's your rocket shot and then your rollover. Quite the mover. Interesting. Yep. The landing was touted as the first by a private sector company to reach the moon intact. This is the first time anything has landed on the moon from the U.S. since, what, 1970-something? 72. 72. Everybody loved it back then. Everybody's glued to the TVs, right? Watching everything that's going on. It's like if anybody, people put on like a suit and tie to sit on the couch to watch that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, those were the days. You do that? I was kind of young. I was. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a suit and tie. No. Did you watch it? You remember watching it? Yeah, I remember watching the 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 initial one, the one that had all the viewers. Mm. I think I may have seen it again a couple of times. I just remember the first one. It was exciting. One small step for mankind. Are you a believer that that happened, or do you think that was in a backstage somewhere? Well, you know, the as things go, as time goes by. You know, the Stanley Kubrick theory, which is the uh, the guy who is associated with the, with the fakery and the circumstances of the event uh, kind of leads you into thinking the whole thing was staged. But the other part of it is the Saturn rocket uh, designed by Werner von Braun, this monster rocket, which they, they not only didn't do the moonshot again, but they couldn't even do this rocket again, which was a monster. Uh Kind of, you never know. I have no solid evidence one way or the other. Is Stanley Kubrick the same from A Clockwork Orange? Yeah, that guy. I think I've told you this. Also, Space Odyssey 2000. I don't know if I told you this, but Andrew Kubrick, Kubrick, his grandson, lived three doors down from me as I grew up. Hmm. You should have grilled him about this moon landing. I should have talked about that. I I should, you won't remember me, but maybe. I don't even know what he's doing. I mean, I, I haven't seen him in since then. <laughs> Whatever that was, long time ago, probably in nineteen seventy-five. You think the Russians or some the Chinese or anybody would have put some had some dude up there since nineteen seventy-two? I mean, that's how come nobody's time. going? That's the problem. That's why this thing is 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 leaking because too many years have passed. Well, the the idea is they found some water up there, which I don't understand. But they found some water that could be well, used. Well, they think they, they, this is like, okay, sure. How does it even happen if there's not the right ingredients for the elements there? Makes little sense as, as I'm concerned. You know? I'm more aligned with the thesis that it's actually not even a, 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 a actual rock. It's actually a spacecraft that got stuck up there. And that's what they're seeing? It was that's a, what, no, it's the, the moon. The moon is not... It's not, it's not oh. rotating or doing oh. it. It just stays stationary. It's weird. Do any of the other moons rotate? Uh, most of the planets that have moons are spinning around. Ours doesn't spin? No, it doesn't spin. It was, it's always facing. One side of the moon is always facing us. We can't see the other side. We never do get to see it. It doesn't spin around. Huh. What are you going, huh? You don't know this? Yeah, I know it, but I never really thought of it. <laughs> I just never I just never really thought through this. That's a good point though. You always see the same side of the moon, unless it's a, unless it's exactly the same on the other side. <laughs> no, it's not. They do have sent spacecraft around and taken well, pictures of the other side when it was lit up. Huh. Yeah, silly moon. So you think it's a you think it's a a, a leftover rocket ship of some sort <laughs> from an alien being that used a very large vehicle, by the way. To travel, I like the idea. Yeah, it's like it makes the, for good storytelling. It's like on it's like on uh, Star Wars that round Death Star. Yeah, that there's a good example. Mm, interesting. All right, Japan stock market at new highs. The Nikkei hit another new high. Yen yeah, was, yen it's is, finally back to where it was in the eighties. Eighties, talk about patience. Yeah, forty plus years. Imagine being an investor, you're like, I know it's going to come back one day. 
Well, it does. It does. It did. It did. Unbelievable. It's got to be the longest. I know what would happen. That's got to be the longest bear market ever. <laughs> ever. So yen is continuing to be weak, which is interesting because the, the government right now is keeping the the monetary policy very, very loose. They've been talking about trying to get back to an inflation rate, et cetera. Um, now they're in a recession, by the way. The Both the UK and Japan are both in recessions. And um, what's weird is the stock market hitting a high, the economy's soft, inflation's kicking up again. And even with the overnight reading last night of inflation kicking up over there, where they're above their 2% target, they're still talking about keeping the um, and, and the conversation for a minute was like, oh, they're going to actually get away from the zero or the, the negative interest rates. And then the yen rolled over again. So nobody's mm-hmm. buying it. I guess odd. not. Very odd. I mean, you know, they don't, they don't call it the widowmaker trade for nothing when you're going against the, uh, you know, you're going long the yen. Because the yen has been just pummeled for years. And anytime it sticks its head up a little bit, it gets snapped right off. You can see it when the market's open in Japan. The currency moves at 8 o'clock at night or so, depending on, on which time we're on, whether it's daylight savings time or not. About Let's just use 8 o'clock as an example. As soon as that opens the market, the yen starts moving hard. Like there's a program that is prompting... Yeah, it has move. to be. Yeah, so that the algos will take on and move the uh, move the equity markets. The price of the yen compared to the dollar is out of control. It's ridiculous. But a buck, it's a hundred. It's a buck fifty, right? Yeah, buck fifty. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. It should be a buck. It oh, it traditionally was always a buck until I don't know when this began. About the time our show first started. It started changing, and then next thing, now it's a buck fifty. It's unbelievable. Mm. More on Japan. Federal prosecutors in New York on Wednesday said they had charged a Japanese Yakuza leader with conspiring to traffic nuclear materials from Burma to other countries. So Burma, yeah. have you been there? No. I was there once upon a time. Cool place. Never been to Burma. Interesting. Can't go back. Have you been? Uh yeah. It's called uh, Myanmar now. Yeah. You been? Yes. What do you think? Wonderful place. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty. Very pretty. There's a couple of interesting areas um, around Bagan, which we didn't do this, but there's a there's balloons over, uh, you know, like morning hot air balloons over Bagan. That is, I've seen pictures. I've just seen pictures. Beautiful. Uh, mm. They have some very interesting vegetables over there. Something called pennywort. Have you heard that pennywort? No. There's a penny cold pennywort salad they make. It's very uh let's just say uh it, it is it, it is not developed. People are very there's very poor they're very poor in most of the areas that I went to. But um you know you help out and make some people happy. Uh they're very, very, very nice people though. Right now, unfortunately, they're back under the rule of the military. They had about five years where there's a window where, uh, uh, I forgot her name, Su, Su, Su Ping, Su King, uh, was 
out and, and president and democracy reigned and then that was done. The mm. military came back and just closed it all down. Uh, prosecutors said the accused gangster uh, and his co- uh, confederates showed samples of nuclear materials in Thailand to an undercover agent in the U.S. Drug Enforcement a- Administration. That was a bad move. So they tested it and there was nuclear uh, uranium, uh, weapons grade, plutonium. So... I don't know what they're doing. Mm, that's not good. Nope. Nope. Speaking of uh, area, still staying in the um, eastern area, Chinese tech giant Lenovo showed off a prototype la- uh, laptop this week that had see-through screen. Now, this is like- Yeah, what's the point? Isn't this in the genre of folding screen? No, a folding screen is a lot different than this. So- I was kind of curious because I think we brought this up once. Maybe it was at, I don't know, maybe it was at CES or somewhere we saw something about this. And uh, I started thinking about this, the same question I said, what, what, how does that work? Number one, isn't it distracting? Number two, right? You know, something you can see behind it. So it seems that it's going to be used for things like uh, virtual uh, reality and augmented reality. You can put something behind it. The, Examples that I read about were like an architect designing a house can put the house behind the computer. Okay. First of all, if an architect is designing a house, isn't it in a place that usually a house isn't? Well, you put a photo back there. Why would you put a photo? You're going to build a new house usually. You gotta take I don't know. Yeah, I think the whole thing is kind of uh, one of those who needs it products, seems to me. I mean, I can understand the foldable screen for like a phone. And and I think it's cute. The retractable screen that goes up and down, you know, because it's made of OLED and it can be on a, on a substrate that is flexible. Mm-hmm. And you can move it up and down, right. uh, pull it down from the ceiling or whatever. Uh, that's all makes sense, but just having a see-through, I mean, what is the point? What's Maybe you put a person point? behind it and you can actually do something like, Hey, put this red, you know, theoretically put this red dress on, you know, try on different virtual dresses. You can do that with a, with a, with a uh, camera. I, I don't understand the point. I don't, I don't understand the point at all. Well, they probably have some, some reason. There's Maybe, gotta be a rush. How about this? Maybe for gaming. Maybe it's a prototype that they're going to shrink down and put in front of your eyes so you can see either overlays or directly yeah. through. It's called a headache machine. Yes. A headache and nausea machine. All right, on to pharmaceuticals. Been very much out of favor. You see what happened with Pfizer, Moderna, a variety. Some stocks have been in favor. If you have, if you are related to anything that says something like weight loss, all good. <laughs> All good. Anything else? Cancer cures, heart treatment. Ah, who needs that? <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, what good is what, that? Who needs that? We're going to be thin. Who cares? So ph- pharmaceutical companies uh, last year launched new U.S. drugs at a price is 35% higher than in 2022. That's a two-year jump, right, of, of 35%. So the median annum, annual list price, listen to this, the annual... The, to take medicine that requires one or more treatments over a year period, the annual list price for a new drug was 300000 in 2023. 
up from 222 a year earlier. In 2021, the median annual price was 180 for the for the 30 drugs first marketed through mid-July. So I don't know. These are just gougers. When is it where's the, where's Biden and his concepts about putting an end to this bull crap? Yeah, well, I guess maybe pharmaceutical firms don't or do vote. So or or pay for the bills for the campaign. No, I, I think the off. I think the pharma area is ripe after some of the things that we saw. Now again, some of the pharmaceuticals out there are interestingly high. We saw what happened with Eli Lilly and, and some of the others, but just uh, something to take a look at to keep on the radar is some of the ETFs that really focus in on biotechs: is XLV, XBI, and IBB. Three bio, uh, three biotech slash healthcare slash pharmaceutical. Uh, names out there. I think, I think, especially with, let me throw this out at you, especially if AI ha- holds the promise of speeding it's along. It's not calculator. going to. Oh, well, Go if, on, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're ruining my dream here. Who needs reality, John? AI could do it. But if in fact it did, it could save cost for industry. But you're saying it, can, it doesn't, it won't. No. Why? That's what I'm saying. You want to expound on that? Yeah. It doesn't do AI. What does AI do? It could do a drawing, which is based on a bunch of stolen images, and it can do some writing based on a bunch of stolen writing. And what's it going to do? Develop new drugs based on what? Copyrighted uh, drugs that are already out there or variations? I just don't see it. What what specifically can it do that some scientists can't do? Silicon it's a testing. pain in the ass to develop these drugs. Right. Silicon testing on non-real individuals. But yeah. That's well, that's been going on forever. Yeah. All right. Just a thought. We have well, Bitcoin I mean, I, fever. Good luck is what I say. Yeah, maybe, maybe they can make it work, but I, I don't see it. Yeah. And you're not, you're not, you're not saying, you wouldn't want this to happen. You're saying you don't think it's going to happen. That's all. No, I think it'd be great if it happened, but it's not going to happen. Right. Well, we That's got crypto, crypto fever on us again. Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, it's two, flying. Two-year high. To the moon. Yeah, it is going to the moon. It's uh, on track for its biggest two-day rally this year. Why? Because. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All of a sudden, everybody got, it's either one of a few things. Either everybody's really comfortable with the switches that went from Gemini and everything that went back and forth uh, from the future-based grayscale into the uh, ETF-based Bitcoin uh, ETF. And everybody's like comfortable with where it lies. It worked. It's good. It's not going to blow up. So everybody decided, hey, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And they started moving in. Um, The other thing is, that maybe there's something that's, I don't know, happening out there that some people are onto that want to get their money into a safer place. I don't know. Ethereum's up too. It's at 3,200. First time since 2022. We're good. It says crypto investors and software. Oh, there's another thing. MicroStrategy. You know that firm. Yeah, the crypto nuts. Yep, they bought uh, 3,000 Bitcoins for $155 million last week. Oh, well, that would jack up the price. Yeah. So he believes it. Michael Saylor. 
believes in the Bitcoin. That, that company is, even though it does business, all it is is a holding position, you know, holding a company for, for Bitcoin, the way it is now. Yeah, it's what it is now. Uh, you know what granolas are? I'm sorry? Granola? Granolas? I know. Granola? Yeah. Like a granola bar? I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you think granola is? It's just a mixture of a bunch of grains and nuts and raisins and everything is that you use as a snack. Well, let me um, first say that we have something here that we knew that was for years. It was Fang, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Then we got yeah, the, those. Yeah, remember those names. Then we got the Mag Seven. Right, that's today. And now we have the Super Six because they threw out. Uh, what they threw out? They threw out uh, Tesla. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Heaven, heaven forbid you get something that's actually you know it's realistic. So yeah. let's just only put the high flyers in the one yeah. list. Right. Yeah. You're only good as is what you've done for me today. Yeah. Yeah. You fell off the off the off the table. Yeah. Get out. So there's something in uh, Europe that is like this. Now, it's the momentum of this group, which comprises uh, G, this Gran Olas, G, GlaxoSmithKline, Roche, ASML, Nestle, Novartis, Novo Nordisk, L'Oreal, LVMH, AstraZeneca, SAP, and uh, Sanofi. These companies spell somehow creepily granolas. So, so it's a mixture of luxury good uh, companies and pharma. And and they can't know what they have no tech over there. And chocolate. Uh, chocolate, well, luxury a, goods. Isn't ASML tech? ASML. I thought it was. What uh, company is this? ASML. You got one tech company in there? Uh, yeah, Semiconductor. Oh, okay. That's the one from um, Amsterdam. Oh, those, yes, those guys. That is a tech company. That's so, one. So you have one, yes. <laughs> There's one in there. <laughs> Let's look at the rest. Let's see. And that company is controlled by us. Right. Novartis, Novo Nordisk. Then, then the rest of the companies are either weight loss or fashion. So you lose weight and you get to buy a new LVMH. Louis yeah, Vuitton. hey, you're, you're right. You lose weight, you get to buy a more expensive dress. Yeah. So that's why it's working together. And then you get ill, so you need some of Roche's medicines. But point is... And granola is what you eat. It makes right. sense. Yeah. So together, the granolas account for about a quarter of the total stock 600 market cap. And Goldman analysts in a note last week highlighted that they exhibit qualities that are expected to thrive in the current cycle, such as solid earnings growth, high and stable margins, and strong balance sheets. I don't know about you, but in my book, that's good in any cycle. <laughs> the granolas. I want everybody to remember that. Gotta have acronyms. We, we're big on acronyms. The yeah, only, that's the latest trend. The only yep, thing bad. Yeah, that the same. The, the U.S. government is the only place that's even bigger on acronyms than anybody else. Speaking of the U.S. government, we have a potential U.S. government shutdown that is scheduled for maybe Friday. What do you think? Yeah, I think probably will happen. You think so? Yeah, the whole weekend will be uh, out of control. It'll be uh, riots in the street. 
They're not going to shut down. The shutdowns, the shutdowns accomplish nothing. Nobody ever gets, I mean, yeah, they, they closed down a couple of national parks. You know, they try to inconvenience the public as much as possible. And then all these guys are put on furlough for, I don't know, a weekend or maybe up to a week. And then they all get their back pay. It's like free vacation Paid time. I, if I was yeah. a government worker, I'd love this, this moment. Paid vacations. I like it. They're paid vacations. Mm -hmm. They came out today after a meeting. There was some kind of special meeting with Biden in Congress. Hey, we have a good outcome. Which I don't know what that means. But nobody, I don't think anybody cares anymore. Do you? Well, I, no, I don't care. I don't know if anybody else cares, but I don't care. They do this all the time and they're going to do the continuing resolution. I'm sure of that. And that means to put things back on track for a while, temporarily. Uh, this is just crazy. Was there any time in the past that you did care? Actually, no, not to mention it. Because it didn't really affect me in any real way. Unless I was going to go to a national park that day or go visit something uh, in Washington, D.C., like the National Portrait Museum, let's say. And it was closed. Hmm. But, so that would have affected me, but I don't do that. I'm not looking to, uh, you know, the IRS is still open. I can assure you. I, I, but but the very notion of the government shutting down that didn't bother you somehow. Never has no. Huh, interesting. Maybe it's just because I'm involved in the markets that I have to look at that from, uh, you know, a couple of different ways. Maybe. 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 Uh, beyond stupid. Got to look for these particular words that I'm about to spill on you. First of all, Beyond Meat reports quarter four December results beat on revenues guides fiscal year 24 in line. Good for them. They took a loss of $2.40 a share. Expectations for a loss of 90 cents. Revenues fell 7.8% year over year to 73 million. And it will continue to fall. Yep. Uh, adjusted EBITDA was a loss of $125 million. Um, company issues inline guidance, sees uh, guidance of 315 to 343 versus the fact set consensus 344. So just over on the top end, but below significantly. And they talk about they're going to take steps to steeply uh, reduce uh, operating expenses and cash use pricing actions, right-sizing of Production footprint, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he got blah, 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 blah. And we're uh, working on um, changes pertaining to the inventory and assets that are no longer consistent with our, here's the words, the phrase, path to profitability. Another one of those catchphrases that you got to watch for. A yeah, path to profitability. That means they're never going to make any money. TAM, that's another one. The total addressable market. That's when they're really reaching. You know, they start talking about that, you get a little crazy. But the path of profitability, there's a path. And uh, sometimes companies never actually get on the road. Well, even if they're on the path, that doesn't mean they ever get to the end of it. Correct. But so maybe may too far to walk. Stock was up 80% after hours. What? Yes. Let's see what we have here. That. It's kind of a surprise. B-Y-N-D is the symbol. Type it in right. That was up, uh, let's see. Oh, 73% after hours. Well, this sounds like a short to me. It's going to be, in my opinion. 
Well, I'm going to put it on the game. Okay. I had a feeling you would. Uh, rich, rich, rich. Good news. Factoid. Yeah. AT&T, you're a customer? You say that your phone wasn't working or it was working last week for that whole day? Well, you may be at, uh, in line to get a reward. Or yeah, at least a five payback. bucks. Five buckaroonies. Yep. Which which is expensive and you multiply it out by their user base. Well. Reddit is coming out as an IPO. Never turned a profit since inception. The, file, the company filed an IPO's prospectus with the SEC on Thursday. Symbol is going to be RDDT. $10 billion valuation. And uh, Google announced a, a new partnership with Reddit and search with, the, you know, this. Well, first of all, let's stick on the IPO. The IPO is going to be pretty wild. You have all the Reddit guys, the Wall Street bet guys and all these that's going to probably do all sorts of a number on the stock. The CEO, Alex Ohanian, I believe his name is, he's been collecting all sorts of money in the hundreds of millions of dollars in salary for years. Company's not profitable. Gotta love that. And they're gonna come out with a $10 billion valuation. Now, Thursday, Google announced an expanded partnership with Reddit that will give the search giant access to the company's data to, among other uses, train its AI models. So this is information that we readily give up that is being used to train these AI models. Is there something wrong with this? Did I give my permission? It's exploitation of the little man. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Meanwhile, even though Google's going to utilize this information to train their AI models, they shut them down this week. They shut down Gemini's AI model image generation of people due to inaccuracies. Oh, it's the worst. If something like the founding fathers were Asian... And black. And how does that happen? George Washington is a black man. <laughs> how does that happen? Because the guy who was coding all this and was in charge of it was was a bigot. Hated white people. Just Even crazy. though he's a white guy himself, and I think he's Eastern European. Kind of crazy. But that just goes to show you that this is just, this, this whole thing is so, not, they're not going to find every one of these mistakes. And they're going to keep on morphing. And the fact that the Reddit information is being used to train AI models and other social media can only mean to me that that, if seeded correctly, can really throw a, a total monkey wrench into accuracy when it comes to any AI large language model. Don't you think? Or generative, I should say. Oh, it's not going to be any good at all. It's a terrible idea. This makes no sense. They already, but Google's always had... Google's been a borderline psychotic company when it comes to do, it actually interacting with the public. Um, they can't, uh, they can't, they just no good at it. I mean, they, they tried to do a Facebook clone and they're no good at it. They, cause they don't know how there are a bunch of nerds that can't interact with the public. They tried to do it. I think they tried to do a Twitter thing of some sort and they couldn't do it. I mean, they just can't do these things. They should stop trying. Yep. They just see money there. Oh, there must be some well, money. We can make right. some money. Money, money, money. Let's do that. And then they screw it up and everyone ridicules them. And then they go back to their, and their search product has to be taking a hit for this because you have to not, can you even trust their search product? I, I don't think so. The other thing is that, you know, the product they have, which is us, is free to them. We're not charging Google. 
And if you don't like what they're doing, you don't have to use their service, which is a hard thing not to use. I use DuckDuckGo, even though it's got But there's Google other products. There's Gmail. There's there's Google oh, Documents. the Gmail thing is out of, completely out of control. There's Documents. Everybody. Just, I think they must. I think their market share is like over. I know it's well over 50%. Of, of, of Gmail? Oh, Gmail? Let's see. Yeah. Gmail market share. Could be as high as 70. 20, it says 28% of worldwide. 28% worldwide? I thought I thought the number one was um, Outlook. Here. Well. Here. Oh, here's the most most used Apple, 58% email. That's a client. That's a client, though. Gmail is 29%. I thought Outlook was the number one. Well, I thought Gmail was, and I guess I'm wrong if Apple is. I mean, Gmail client market Apple. share fell to 22.8% in November. That's because everybody has this. They're using Outlook is four. Wait, wait. Gmail has a market share of 36 in email management market. There's all sorts of different markets. The top I'm of the general is Outlook. user. MailChimp? Well, we're going to have to delve into this. As clients, I'm I'm talking about client software, not anything Email, else. Email client software market share. Uh, this company called Litmus. Uh, oh. recently done, and it says Apple fifty four percent, Gmail thirty one percent. There's a big spike here. Why is there a spike in November two thousand twenty three? There was a giant spike. And Apple got 66%. And now it's on its way down. I don't know what that is. Uh, Gmail is coming up. Outlook coming up strong. Weird spikes down and up. Uh, Outlook, 4.3%. Who's using Apple for, I, I obviously, a lot of people. Here it says, I got it, I got it right here. Apple Do market you share. use it? I use it on my iPhone. You use it on your iPhone, but is it your general email client? It's an email client. It's not my email domain. It's a client. The client is the app. That's yeah, I understand what the client is. But because when I send you email, it's the Gmail. But I get that off of in my Apple on my phone. So it forwards to your Apple account. Well, my Apple account uses um, uh, IMAP. IMAP? IMAP? Is that right? Yeah, IMAP. Uh, yeah. So Apple, this is what it says. Apple Mail Privacy Protection, 54%. Apple Mail 0.73, Apple iPhone 0.61, Apple iPad 0.07. So I don't know what Apple Mail privacy protection means. 54%. Well, we're in the woods here. We might as well just uh, yeah, do this, some research and come and back leave, to it. And leave the words. Get back to land. Um, and if, last thing but not least, if AI is not bad enough, a patient implanted with Neuralink's brain technology can now control a computer mouse by just thinking that's what Elon Musk said. They're using the neural yeah. link to implant stuff to, I don't know, levitate furniture or something, or, you know, you know, remember Firestarter or to become a, a, a Wolverine of sorts. <laughs> is that what we're going to do? I have no idea where this is headed. The patient seems to have made a full recovery with no ill effects that I've been aware of. And it is able to control the mouse uh, move the mouse around the screen by just thinking. I don't know what's so difficult about, well, if you don't have hands, you can't move the mouse with your hands. I'll give you that. But are we going to enter a world where we're not eating, 
by the way, because we have all the Ozempic drugs, right? Now we're not moving because everything can be done for us. We're not thinking because we have AI. This is turning into the movie Wall-E. How do you spell that? You never seen the movie Wall-E? I don't think so. W-A-L-L-E, Wall-E. It's an uh, animated film that oh. where the world has turned into this. Yep, that's what we are. You're describing. Yep, that's what we are. All E. And anyone who hasn't seen that movie should go see this movie. It's a terrific film. You, Yeah, film was Warning Humans. Done in uh, 2008. Yeah, it's old. Wow, very cool. Well, it's time to see your great stock pick, so hold on a second. Here we go. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Now, John, before we begin, I'd like you to take this list, but can I just say something? What? I'm going to be the bad guy. I'm going to be the guy that people love to hate. Why is this? I'm going to tell everybody a little secret. John and I, for a long time, have talked about walling this off to uh, paid content only, right? The the stock picks, especially? Yeah, the, the stock picks, because yeah. there's a lot of invaluable insight yep. when we do these. And we've been arguing back and forth. Not really arguing. We've been arguing together not against each other, but together that, no, we, we want to resist, you know, doing that. And uh, we want to resist uh, uh, walling off the entire podcast, right? And, and uh, so, so here's the deal. Here's, the, here's, the, here's the, the thing you need to do. This is the part where you say, oh, oh, I get it. I get it. They do it because, you know what, we help out. We participate. You know, as, as a listener, I go to the site, I click on the donation button, and I help out. That's exactly how we keep this from wall, being walled off. Am I, am I on the right? Am I telling people? Yeah, uh, we've, I've, I've, I've always been a fan of walling off this segment of the show. Yep. But we haven't. So in no, order to keep no, it that we, way. We, we, we're uh, nice guys. Yeah. But what do they have to do to keep it that way? Donate to the show. It doesn't. It's not going to kill you, especially people who have profited from some of the ideas that we've uh, developed. Well, why don't you take the list now, sir? Well, you want me to do that because you have the one, two, three, four top winners. Oh, I didn't even uh, know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got your you got your iShares Aerospace is up thirty seven percent, and you got your Amazon uh, Tailwind pick. You picked it at one twenty six when it's up to one seventy three. It's up thirty seven percent. You have CRISPR, which wait, is a wait, wait, you missed one. Which one did I miss? Toast. Oh yeah, toast. And you got toast, which is a food tech company. It went up from 14 to 22. 54% gain. This is interesting. You have a 32, a 37, a 54, and another 54 with CRISPR. Yeah, you know, I like the way you good catch. Yeah. And so uh that's pretty pretty good. Now these are all from that from 2023, and if you and they've stayed on the game, which is amazing. And uh, this year, uh, 
the, the highest winners are a kind of a toss up between your Palantir at 10 is up 10% from a couple of weeks ago. Picked on the 21st and my pick on the 21st of, of February, which is last week or so is up 14%. And that's Palo Alto networks, mm-hmm. which you were trying to take credit for it. Sorry. Not as sure. if you don't have enough <laughs> hits on this list of hits. <laughs> they want to take credit for that one. Very sorry. Uh, Very sorry. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a separate couple, the, and the dogs, which include fresh pet, which is one of your picks that's lost 12%. It's a short, the shorts are, 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 are not doing well, except for, uh, except for none of them are doing well. Boeing, which is my short, uh, for bad management is, is up, but it's not up even a percent It's a 0.6. Well, it's not getting killed though. That's the, that's the bottom line. Even advanced micro devices, AMD. It's still in the game, which is pretty amazing with the volatility we've had with that particular um, area, you know, semiconductors, AI, chips. Yeah, the the chip sector, I think, is uh, up for uh, not a collapse, but a a large readjustment. It happens all the time, by the way. Very cyclical industry. Very cyclical. Yeah, probably more cyclical in some ways than the hard disk business, which used to cycle. And if you can ever catch the cycle, you can make a lot of money going both ways. Yeah. I have one pick this evening. It's on holdings. It's a sneaker company. I'm going the other way. I've, I've read a lot of reports on this saying that there's a lot of problems. Stock is up nicely over the last couple of weeks. They have uh, earnings out, I believe uh, towards the middle part of March, a couple of weeks from now or so. And You're shorting into earnings. Yes, I am shorting into earnings, Adam Curry. It's not into earnings. It's a few weeks away. But yes, conceptually. Well, I'm uh, shorting into yeah. Beyond Meat. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, here, let's take this. So. I'm shorting into what I was, I'd say shorting into ludicrous. Ludicrous. How do you spell that? L-U-D-C-R-I-S? Mm. Ludicrous. Yeah, no, I think I think it's, I don't know. I have to write it down. I don't have a pen. Ludicrous. All right, we got that. Uh, I think what you're spelling is the name of a rapper. Possibly. Any, uh, any oh, Ludicrous, we put, we put that already. Any other stocks? Any other picks? Any other? No, I'm looking and I don't see anything that's uh, that I like. And I think that everything's too high. I'd like to find some good shorts, but. That's probably not a good idea. It's coming. You got to get a little bit of a correction in this market, the way I see it. it may not happen yeah, to be but too deep too long. But yeah. until summer, for all we know. That's true. That is true. All right. We're going to short Beyond Meat. Ludicrous is the reason and rationale, and that is locked in. All right. Very good. Well, I will, right. I'll see you soon. Oh, we're going to skip a week. We have a best of coming next week for a lot of reasons. I've been uh, out of town. Yeah meetings okay all right well I'll, t- I'll talk to you in two weeks all right very well thanks all right adios all right see ya bye you've been listening in on a conversation with john c dvorak and andrew horowitz hope to be with you again soon bye-bye now i'm not broke but badly bent i'm not down to my last cent because i got a dollar but it's my last dollar bill <laughs> yes sir in my pockets there's a dent All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. 
Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the ice to stare. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.